Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. A very special guest. We have Elaine here who is I'm going to be sharing a little bit today about her journey with compassionate educators. And it is a new journey, but um, I absolutely love uh, working with Elaine and being able to talk with her. And Elaine, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself, about your history in education? Sure. I teach high school, um, high school computer science and um, math in a public high school. I've got my bachelor's in applied math with a concentration in software solutions. So we're all using software solutions now. I had come out, I've been teaching now, I think about 16 years, and I came out of the biotech, um, came out of biotech when I got my, I actually got my degrees while I was working in biotech in when I was 42. So I got it late. So this is your second career and you came into it. You've been in uh, the field of education for 16 years and, and I was so impressed. <laughs> I was so impressed with you and everything that you have done and all the experience that you bring into your classroom. And um, I teach computer science and robotics, but I also teach teachers um, exploring computer science. So I'm real interested in supporting them as well. That's a National Science Foundation supported research-based curriculum. Um, and it really supports the goal of advocating for teaching computer science. And because computer science was really only taught at like high, higher levels. There was an AP class, but there was nothing to bring students into computer science. Mm. So you just like teaching off a cliff. So it was always just, yeah, us teaching off a cliff. Um, but now we're able to support more students in getting into computer science. And the important part of that is really providing the equity. Mm -hmm. Working with compassionate educators, I found that it really meets that goal in teaching equity and supporting other teachers as well as supporting students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and you you are supporting both students and teachers, and so you have a big job <laughs> that you are doing. And um, and I I am curious about. What drew you to Compassionate Educators to start with? Once I found you and spoke with you, I just was so impressed with your work and then the ability it gave me to be even more reflective in my practice. So um, I've worked on the state and national level to bring computer science um, to public school, well, to all schools and mm -hmm. students and teachers. And um, I typically go to a couple of conferences a year, 
but I made the con conscious decision to work with you in a coaching capacity, just that I had not, um, that I really was going to purposely not go to conferences this summer and work with you instead and stay home, which worked for me. But that was before that uh, the summer conferences started getting canceled anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, really that, made the right decision, <laughs> right? Yeah, because we can definitely work together in any capacity. So talking on the phone and through Zoom and not having to worry about leaving our house. So still being able to have that professional and personal development, right? Without having to leave the comfort and safety of our homes. <laughs> right. And being kind of one-on-one -on -one, it's really given me just a lot of awareness kind of self-awareness of where I am as a teacher more purposefully doing what maybe doing some of the things I've been doing anyways but more purposefully mm -hmm. yeah you know and it's interesting that you mentioned the one-on-one -on -one piece because a lot of times for myself I know I would attend workshops and conferences and it was so wonderful for that day and then you leave and it's over and there's not a true continuation of that learning or of that group of that environment that was created at the time and so really having this that's a piece of why I wanted to design the program the way that I did so that we can continue to work together in a longer term capacity instead of just you know one or two days and then everything kind of gets <laughs> left behind and um so i'm i'm really glad that you mentioned that because that is was truly an intentional part of the design of the program right and and teachers really need that uh, when the program i work with in teaching teachers it was designed to also support teachers after that summer experience. So we do quarterlies where we're with the teachers for two to three weeks. And even though it's a group, we do work with the teachers one-on-one -on -one also during that two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so we provide that support actually for two full years, teachers in the program. Because yeah. that's what exactly we found is you go to a summer conference and it's really hard to implement a program when you get that. You can only do so much every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I definitely have six months to a year. And then if teachers choose to work with me longer, then they can absolutely do so. But, you know, a minimum of six months is really needed for any type of long-term change and so that's really a critical component and I think that's again just it's lost and wonderful I've, again I've been to wonderful conferences and workshops but there's a lot that um that kind of gets lost in that process you know I am curious too is there a specific component of the compassionate educators program of our work together that we've had so far that you have found the most valuable? I think just stretching kind of where I am. I find that working with you allows me to go out of my comfort zone a little bit, even like this, 
I'm actually really scared of public speaking. I speaking to teenagers in a, in a classroom is completely different than say, speaking to a room full of adults or going on stage like that is really um, something I've avoided <laughs> purposefully <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> so um, I maybe would work toward that, but coming out of your comfort zone a little bit at a time um, and doing things purposefully in the classroom that maybe it would have taken longer to implement. And, you know, coming out of your comfort zone a little bit of a at a time with support makes a huge difference to then maybe make some big steps. Um, we're, I'm starting an educational nonprofit and I'm really at the very first um, stages of that with a couple of partners. Mm -hmm. But um, being able to talk about that, that's really not my part anyway. So it, I'm hoping the other teachers are much more, <laughs> they're way more uh, willing to do that part. And they both do, you know, are, are much more willing to do that part. So my part is not the public speaking. It's more the behind, the, you know, the, the scaffolding so they can do that. <laughs> well, As I think about it. As I think about it, even I'll pull right back from that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not my part. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so Elaine, at the same time, what you have to offer in your voice is so very valuable. And so even if you're not as comfortable being the front person of your new nonprofit, your ability to still get out there and be able to have a public conversation about it and tell others about it is still highly valuable and i think maybe this is one step in getting a little more comfortable right so this is something new something that you haven't done before right and i think all week this is our first week of um, distance teaching for our students so I've even been nervous about doing any videos. It's really something I avoid. I, I've definitely avoided it. Even with, um, I've been fortunate to be recognized by, with some awards from state and national organizations, but when they require a video to apply, that's usually the end of my application process. I'm like, oh yeah, that's all right. I'm all set. Yeah, and you know what, Elaine? You might not have intended for this, but I think you just uh, created a new goal for yourself uh, for us to work through together. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, I, I, I so dislike it. I haven't even told you about it. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> well, that's not even my goal. Like, I'm like, it's so far out of my comfort zone that it was more cleaning my classroom was more of a goal than appearing on video. <laughs> Let's take it one little step at a time. One, we'll take it one step at a time. But <laughs> if you are holding back from applying for certain things that can help you in your profession, then I think that would be worth investigating a little bit. <laughs> videos, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, all right. Well, that's great. That's great. And I am glad that you shared that with me. <laughs> uh, 
a year from now, watch, it's going to be nothing. You're going to be in front of the camera and sharing all of your knowledge and all of your gifts and it's going to feel like you're in front of the classroom with your high schoolers. Well, I really, I, I mean, that's really where you impressed me so much was your um, confidence in sharing. But what I really saw from you is not only your confidence, but the way you share and you get out the material that you want to get out with really sharing from your heart so that you're so much on the side of students and able to talk to you about you know where our words as teachers really matter coming from our hearts as teachers matters and that's where you can get the extension out of your comfort zone I think mm -hmm. oh, you made me feel a little emotional there so I need to clear that <laughs> oh. exactly you know what I see from you is that confidence comes from sharing a message that is helpful to all students yeah and that is true because truly i was not comfortable or confident on camera i would actually have a lot of anxiety around it but knowing mm -hmm. that i have a mission and a purpose just as you do just as all of the teachers who are watching do you know we all have a purpose and a voice and so how do we express that because we wouldn't have these ideas in our heads we wouldn't have this passion in our hearts if it wasn't meant to be shared and that's what i truly believe more and more each day and so being able to express that to others has been really important and now helping others such as yourself elaine to be able to bring your purpose and your passion and you've already done an amazing job of that but just helping to boost, you know, in any way that I can, that confidence in, in expressing yourself that way. Yeah, and, and being having that reflection is what allowed me to work with other mentors that have really changed my teaching practice entirely. Um, and, and that work with mentors is important. That's yeah. what's really made me be able to reach out is the mm -hmm. mentors I've already had um, that have really, they, their goal was is a real reflective practice. And that's what we bring to teachers the most is that reflectiveness in your practice. Yeah, absolutely. And just the idea of mentorship is really important too. And I think sometimes there's this idea of, well, only new teachers need a mentor. You only need one in your first year, but there's, <laughs> That's not true whatsoever. I mean, in the program yesterday, I had a first-year teacher who was in the program, but I also have, you've been in the program and you're, um, you've been teaching for 16 years. I have others who are experienced teachers as well. And I think there's different challenges as you continue throughout your process teaching, there's different needs and different challenges that come up that need to be addressed. And I think sometimes there's an idea of, well, you've been teaching for long enough and you have it all figured out. <laughs> and that's just simply not true of anyone in life, right? <laughs> right. 
So, um, so yes, yeah, so I love, I love um, our conversations and working together and I'm really looking forward to continuing to support you and um, having you just continuing as a compassionate educator. I know that you are great at building relationships with your students and um, that's one thing that we talk about and there's other pieces too that um, we're going to continue to just learn together and explore and you know, do the best that we can for our students. And again, without sacrificing ourselves in the process and being really aware of our own needs as well. Right. And, and yeah, when you veteran teachers often lose that mentoring, mm -hmm. um, where you, you have to reach out a little bit more to access those mentors where, you know, a new teacher is going to have mentorship kind of happen naturally. Um, but veteran teachers, we, I mean, I find I need that mentorship just as much. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it needs, it, it could be really helpful if, um, if we make that the norm, if we make that the norm that we are always just helping one another and, um, you know, everyone has different strengths, different skills, and how can we share that? How can we grow that and, you know, reach out and, just bring that bring that energy to others so so i again i really appreciate you elaine and so thank you so much marie i really value what you're what you do and this week has been amazing so many people are so overwhelmed with this distance learning piece um mm -hmm. and we're working more hours than ever that we really need to mm -hmm. hear what you have to say um in the part about self-sacrifice has to be on the forefront of our minds as we, you know, go into the rest of this month. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, just a reminder, you guys, it's okay to say no. Sometimes that's, that's the one word that we're most afraid to say. And sometimes it just needs to be said so that we can make sure we are taking care of ourselves as well. All right, thank you, Elaine. We'll okay. talk soon. If you are interested in learning more about the Compassionate Educators Coaching Program and how it can be helpful to you, feel free to reach out to me at support at compassionateeducators.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Marie Cooney, that's K-U-E-N-Y. I would be honored to support you this year. And I'll see you next time on the Compassionate Educators Show.